The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good morning, everyone. Well, I need to start off by saying, Kirby, what a smart man you are. At first, when you said, listen to the most important person right now, I thought you were referring to yourself. And when I realized you were talking about Chanel, I'm like, yeah, that's a smart man. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> good morning, everyone. Sorry, I didn't mean to start off with offending the men in the room, but uh it made me chuckle for the people on the stream she's referring to um the uh, pre uh, call stuff with the instructions and all that so yeah so oh, i'm so happy that you guys are here we were um this is Haley for anyone that's new and we were just discussing before you all got here or as you were coming in about the weather in our different areas and fall has definitely hit washington state um, although we had a beautiful sunny weekend, and um, but it's um, the rain is back, so it definitely feels like fall here. And I've already made a trip to the pumpkin patch and gotten our family um, fall pictures done, and so it is definitely fall here, which makes Haley a very happy girl because fall is my favorite season. So, given that, um, I wanted to spend some time with you guys today to talk about some ways that. Um, Either you can just enhance and enjoy those scents and tastes of fall, or if you live somewhere where maybe you don't have the color changing leaves or the weathers aren't cooling, the weather's not cooling down yet, that you can bring some of that into your house, despite how warm it might still be outside. Um, everyone has a preference. And for me, I... I could not live anywhere that it was hot all the time because I just love that crisp, that crisp morning as I sit outside and have my cup of tea or cup of coffee. So, um, yeah, I wanted to share some of that with you guys today and we'll open it up for questions sort of um, in between each topic. I'll, I'll um, open it up for questions and see if you guys want to share any of your own favorite things about fall or fall essential oil um, recipes and things that you use. And Hopefully you'll find something today that appeals to you. And if you want the document that I'm um, sharing with you, um, it's, it's a little messy right now, but definitely reach out to me. I'll clean it up and get it out to you. So um, when I think of fall, I think of several different essential oil categories that I like to, to use. Um, the first is citrus. I love to continue on with citrus oils. You know, we often talk about how um, citrus oils are uplifting to the mood, um, they're energizing, they're bright and cheerful. And sometimes we can think of those as being more of like a summer, spring or summer um, oil, just because that's when they grow the best is in those warm, sunny temperatures. But, um, but for me, I really, I need more help with that uplifting and that mood boosting and that energizing. I need more of that as the fall sort of approaches and the weather starts changing and the days are gloomier and, and darker and longer. So um, I like to continue on with those um, oils um, throughout the fall and the winter. So for me, more often than not, it's, it's tangerine or orange, but any of the citrus oils, you know, you can continue on with those um, throughout the fall and winter. Um, also, I think of like the spice oils, which is maybe what most of you think of when you think about fall. And that would be things like cinnamon and clove and cassia and nutmeg, things like that. Um, and I am going to share a lot of recipes with you today that have those spicy oils in them. Um, and then the other thing that I really like is um, are the tree oils. I like to blend the tree oils, the woody oils, like cedarwood and Siberian fir and balsa, all those things. I like to combine those with the citrus. I really like that. So the citrus and the spice together is citrus and spice. It's very nice. Um, <laughs> but so is citrus and the wood oils and um, for anyone that knows me, everything is better with vanilla. So I think throwing a little bit of vanilla now that we have it as an essential oil 
is um, is always nice to throw that in as well. So let's talk about some ways that we can incorporate those essential oils into um, our fall season. The first is the most common you know, way that I think of using essential oils and the one that we talk about the most on this call, and that is using, um, using those oils in a diffuser. And there are several different ways that you can do that. You can use like a traditional, what I think of as a traditional diffuser, and that is simply dropping your essential oils of choice into a wa into water and putting the lid on and pushing a button. And it's like, it's an ultrasonic um, diffuser. So the water sort of um, heats up to, to a degree, but not much. Um, and it puts that mist out in into your room. And that's the most common way of using essential oils. When I say that though, maybe it's the most common way in the sighted world and maybe not the most common way in, in our world because I know that um, some people feel pretty intimidated by the idea of measuring drops. And, and I get that um, for lots of reasons. One, because if you're intending for an, a fragrance or, or a blend to smell a certain way and you end up adding way too much of one oil because you don't feel comfortable with measuring those drops, you're not going to achieve that desired blend that you were looking for. Um, the other thing is that some of the oils are quite expensive and you definitely don't want to end up dumping, you know, a quarter of a bottle of frankincense in if you only really meant to put, you know, four or five drops in. So I completely understand, you know, where the traditional diffusing method might be intimidating for some people. So I did want to let you guys know that the mist diffuser, as of this morning, I talked to doTERRA, it is still available. Um, it's the one where you take a bottle of essential oil. Oh, I have heartburn. I'll be using something for that in a little bit. Um, you take a bottle of essential oil and you screw it into the mist diffuser and then you plug it into the wall, similar to that of um, a Bath and Body Works like Wallflower. And then on the side, there are settings, whether you want it to be motion censored or whether you want it to diffuse or put out a mist um, every so often. That is still available um, as an October special while supplies last. And as of this morning or as of Friday morning, she said it was 50% um, gone and she hasn't seen an update come in this morning yet, but I suspect it's probably a little bit more um, than that now. So, um, and that comes with the Huga blend, which is doTERRA's cozy blend, which is really nice. It's a, it's a mix of um, orange and cedarwood and vetiver and frankincense, um, tonka bean. It does have vanilla in it. So it has those citrus spice and, and vanilla. Um, so it's warm and, and cozy and really enjoyable. And, and that's what the mist diffuser comes with. So if you are someone who is kind of intimidated by the thought of measuring oils, um, that's definitely something you can get and something that's not available to us all the time. Um, the other thing is if you don't feel comfortable measuring drops in order to make up your own blend, you can start with oils that are already blended. So Harvest Spice is one of um, the, the blends that we in doTERRA all look forward to in the fall. And, um, and again, it's, it's the blend of like citrus and spice and some of the tree oils. It's kind of a combination of all of them. And to me, it's the epitome of, of what fall should smell like. Um, I do know there are people, maybe even on this call today, who have purchased it and think it's a little too strong. Um, if that's the case, then, you know, and you feel comfortable blending, I often will add um, additional citrus or additional vanilla um, when I use this one. But um, it, you could just screw this bottle of Harvest Spice straight into your mist diffuser and plug it into the wall. That's what's in my dining room right now. So those are just some alternatives if, if you're someone who doesn't feel comfortable with, with blending. If you do feel comfortable with blending and measuring your essential oils for your diffuser, I'm going to share just a couple of um, the ones that I've been playing around with. So one that I call Witch's Brew, and it is um, a blend of lavender, um, frankincense, patchouli, and spikenard. Um, 
just kind of that, um, I don't know. I think of, <laughs> I don't know why I think of patchouli when I think of witches, but um, witches to me always, like, I think of them as like hippie kind of, um, I don't know, maybe some might call me a witch because I like to go outside in nature and ground and put my feet in the dirt and um, whatever. But I often think of like hippie oils as as patchouli. So it's very fitting to me that witches would have patchouli in, in their diffuser blend. <laughs> um, for more traditional diffuser blend, um, pumpkin pie is one that I really like to blend in my diffuser. And that is um, two drops of cinnamon bark, four drops of clove, three drops of cardamom. Um, and you could put a little vanilla in there if you wanted to as well. I haven't been, but um, but definitely optional. Um, so I have more like that. A lot of these have the same oils, just in a different um, maybe number of drops with, you know, some um small changes, but a lot of them have the same oils. Um, one that I did really want to share, um, and I'll tell you why I wanted to share it in just a second, is one that um, I call the midnight hour. <laughs> and it is lavender, juniper berry, and sandalwood. And the reason that I, I refer to that as the midnight hour is because all of those oils address um an issue that some of us may have when it comes to sleep. That's the reason that we're up at the midnight hour. Um, so lavender is going to sort of help you unwind, um, help your, your body calm down and prepare for a good night's sleep. Um, the juniper berry is great for um, nightmares. So when my kiddos were little, um, we would diffuse um juniper berry in their rooms a lot, Sydney especially, because she had nightmares a lot. And so I wanted to include juniper berry in this blend. Um, you could also make it up as a monster spray for if you have, you know, kids or grandkids who are um, scared at night and, you know, think there might be monsters under their bed or in their closet. Um, juniper berry or this blend might be a fun make up a little spray bottle, put a little label on the front that says monster you know, monsters be gone or monster blend. And um, we used to do it for our kids and we'd like at night, that would be part of our routine, right? We'd say our prayers, we'd, you know, before we got settled into bed and I'd say, okay, well, let's spray the monster spray. And we'd go over to their closet and we'd spritz it all around and we'd spritz it under their bed and then they'd get in bed and drift off to sleep. So um, lavender, juniper berry, and sandalwood is the other oil in this blend. And sandalwood I, is great for if you're that person who has troubles quieting your mind or shutting down those thoughts or, you know, you're laying in bed and you're going over the day and everything that went wrong in the day, right? Because that's just who some of us are is there could be a thousand things that went right in the day and one thing that went wrong. And some people will just lay there and think about the one thing that went wrong and they can't get it off their mind, or they're making their to-do list for the next day, or worrying about the next day. So if that's you, then adding sandalwood to um, to your blends is a really um, great option. And in this one, I really like it with the lavender and the juniper berry. So um, again, there's, there's plenty of other. Reach out to me if you're interested in using or learning more about how to um, blend certain oils for like a diffuser blend but I want to um, make sure that I share some other things as well. Um, any of these diffuser blends that I share, I want you to know that it's very easy to um, transfer any of these diffuser blends into either a linen spray or a room spray um, or a roller bottle. So if, if I ever mention any of them that I say, this is a diffuser blend and you think, wow, I don't know, like that sounds like it would be, really nice as a perfume or, oh, that sounds like something I'd really like to, um, you know, spray in my linen closet on my towels or, um, you know, just spray as a room spray around my house. So many of these are interchangeable. The difference is the amount of oils that you would use. For example, let me give you this example. So, um, so let's see. Um, so ditch the witch, <laughs> ditch the witch diffuser blend. Um, in the diffuser, if you were going to use it, 
you would want to limit the amount of essential oils that you use. One, because if you do have any animals in your house, we want to be really cautious of that. We want to make sure they're able to leave the room that you're diffusing in. Um, and just, you know, keeping it at a reasonable amount of, of drops in your diffuser. So for the diffuser, you might want to put um, like four drops of balance, four drops of lavender, and six drops of orange. For me, that would be what I would use. That might be even more than, than some people would. Um, but if you wanted to, like, say you thought, ooh, balance orange and lavender, that sounds really nice as a roller bottle. I mean, I can get kind of grumpy during the day or this time of year where like I wake up and it's dark out still and just can't seem to get myself going. I'm not a morning person. I'm kind of a bear to be around in the morning. I would like to make that into a roller bottle. You could definitely make that into a roller bottle and you would just, you know, increase the amount of oils that you would use for a roller bottle. So whereas you used four of balance before, I would use 10 for my balance. Um, I would probably use 10 for my lavender, and then I might do as many as 15. Um, so I'd have a total of, what is that, 35 drops? So I do some anywhere between 20 and 40 drops of essential oil in a roller bottle, just depending on the strength of the oils and what I'm really trying to, to target but that's because I've been using them for a really long time. So starting at 20 is a great starting point. Um, and then if I wanted to make it into a room spray, that's just as, as easy as, <laughs> she says, it's just as easy as taking either um, witch hazel or vodka and putting it into a glass spray bottle, just a little bit, just like a tablespoon or two, depending on the size of your bottle. Um, putting in your essential oils. So again, it could be the same ditch the witch blend, balance lavender and orange, and, um, and then filling it up the rest of the way with water. And then you have yourself a room and linen spray. So any of these are sort of interchangeable, just know your preference and know, um, you know, is it something that you really need to have with you to carry with you throughout the day? If so, then that roller bottle is great. You know, is it something that you want to be able to move around the house with and spray in the guest room, um, spray on your the towels in your guest bathroom? Then, you know, the linen spray or the room spray is a, is a great alternative there. Um, if it's something you just want to target like one specific room with, then, you know, your diffuser is going to be your better, your better bet. Okay, my favorite way to use essential oils um, is in DIY products. Uh, I do a DIY class every couple of months with a lot of you guys in our, in the ACB community and which is a lot of fun. We just did a sleep and stress, um, DIY class and, um, I send out kits to everyone and you have all the supplies and then we get on a zoom call and we do the class together and, um, it's a lot of fun and we'll be doing our holiday class in November. So I'm in the process of determining what those projects are going to be. But um, another way that you can use some of these oils like the clove, citrus, um, cinnamon, vanilla is by making things like sugar scrubs. Um, and that's so easy, you guys. It's You can use any sugar that you want. It could be brown sugar or just um, regular white you know, sugar. Um, a carrier oil. So for me, that would be jojoba oil or fractionated coconut oil, probably. Those are my two that I prefer the most when it comes to like applying it to my skin. And then your essential oils. And it's just as, as you know, simple as really combining those ingredients, storing it in a container. And then when you get into the shower in the morning, taking a small amount of that sugar scrub that you've made, and rubbing it onto your body and just sort of, you know, using circular motions. It's great for the lymphatic system as well and the circulation. Um, scrubs off any of that old dead skin because it has the, the carrier oil in it, the fractionated coconut oil, jojoba oil. Um, it's also going to moisturize your skin and it's gonna smell amazing. And, um, and you can use really any carrier oil. You could use olive oil or avocado oil or something like that. Just know that your DIY products 
are only the shelf life for them is only going to be as long as the ingredients you know, that you've put inside. So um, fractionated coconut oil and jojoba oil have a really long shelf life. They're pretty shelf stable. Um, they also have no, uh, none of their own fragrance to them, no scent. So it's not going to change the fragrance of the body scrub that I've made. Whereas if you thought to yourself, well, I'll just use extra virgin olive oil because that's what I have and I'm not going to go out and buy something new. It, that's fine. I mean, it's certainly not going to be hurtful to use that on your body, but just know that because that extra virgin olive oil does have its own um, front scent profile or fragrance to it, um, it is going to change a little bit of how your, um, your end product smells. And um, extra virgin olive oil can go rancid and get kind of a funny smell to it over time. So whenever I make a DIY product, um, I really like to use it up, you know, within a few months of, of making it. And the best way to store those is always going to be um, in a cosmetic grade plastic or glass. Just be really careful if you're making a sugar scrub that you're using in your shower and you've made it in a glass jar, you know, just be very careful because as you do apply that to your body and the water rinses it off, it is going to make... Um, the bottom of your tub, your tub, just a, you know, a little bit slippery. So be careful of that. And also if you're making it and sorting in glass, I mean, obviously if you drop it, then you're going to need to be careful because now you have glass in your, your tub or on your bathroom floor. So um, I often will store mine in um, like a cosmetic grade um, plastic and, and I can send you guys um, that link if you reach out to me for the plastic containers that I use. So that's one way that we can use them on like our bodies on in DIY products. The other way that we can use them, um, and then I'm going to open it up for some questions before I keep going. But some of the other ways that we can use them um, is in our cooking. That's maybe my next favorite way of, of using them. There are some safety things to consider when you're cooking with essential oils. Um, a little goes a long way. They're very powerful, 50 to 70% more potent and powerful than like the plant themselves. So if you're used to using herbs in your cooking, um, nice, lovely, love it. Love fresh herbs, love the summer for that. But just know that you're going to need very, very little when it comes to using your essential oils. What I like about using essential oils in my cooking is that um, for one, they're easy to grab at all times, you know, maybe it's, I want some basil in my, um, my pesto that I'm making or in my spaghetti sauce that I'm about to use. Um, well, I mean, pesto or pesto basil doesn't even really grow here until after the temperatures reach at least sort of 55 degrees or higher. You don't want to have basil out there. It'll get frostbite and it'll die and turn black really easily here. So, you know, I might not even plant my basil until, I don't know, like the end of June or something like that. Um, and then now already it's below that temperature at night. So my basil isn't available to me all year round. Can I take basil in the summer, chop it up, put it in ice cube trays, you know, with some water and freeze it so that I have that? Sure, I can definitely do that. And I do. But what I like about the essential oils is that I don't ever have to worry about, you know, are my oils, are my herbs in season? Um, are they fresh? You know, have they wilted? Are my herbs that are dried on my, in my spice rack, you know, how long have they been in that jar? Are they rancid? Are they, you know, no longer really as potent or have the, um, the, the, flavor that I want them to have. The oils aren't going to change that way. And so that's why I like using them in my cooking. Um, I would say if you are not familiar with using essential oils in your cooking, start with the toothpick method, which is simply taking a toothpick and um, sticking it down inside of that little hole on top of the essential oil bottle that's called the orifice reducer sticking that toothpick down inside of that orifice reducer so that you get just a little bit of the oil on your toothpick and then um, stirring that into whatever recipe it is that you're making. 
You can always add more, but you can't take it out. Um, and the other thing to know is that how much oil you'll use may depend on either the oil itself, how strong it is, or your cooking method. So if I'm using, let's say, an essential oil um, like cinnamon in a pumpkin fruit dip, um, I may only need to put one or two drops of that in. But let's say I'm going to use something like, um, gosh, I'm trying to think, like rosemary in a loaf of bread or something that I'm going to make or a soup or stew. Um, you're going to want to um, add a little bit more because the heat is going to evaporate some of that some of those oils, especially when you're baking. So like brownies, bread, um, muffins, things like that. There, You have no choice but to add them into your recipe before it bakes. So it's safe to use a little bit more because some of that is going to um, flash off and evaporate just through the baking process. When you're making your soup, you could add it at the end, but the liquid is still going to be hot. So you're still going to lose some of that um, just through evaporation. So it's in those types of things where heat is involved that you can add a little bit more um, because you're going to lose some of that. So some of the ways that you can use them in your cooking are things like vinaigrettes and marinades, um, seasonings and rubs. We've, we've done that in one of the DIY classes last Christmas, maybe, where we made like a barbecue chicken rub. We made a, a steak um, rub. We made, um, I'm trying to think what the other one, like an Italian seasoning rub. And that's, that's a, made by combining some of your um, spices that you already have in your house, like garlic powder or Italian seasoning, but then adding in some of the essential oils as well and just storing that, you know, in a container and then using it on like, you know, to rub your chicken before you bake it or to rub um, onto a piece of salmon, you know, that kind of thing. So you can use them in seasonings and rubs. Um, you can use them in dips and sauces. I use mine a lot this time of year for like a fruit dip to have with apples because we go apple picking and we have tons of them. Um, again, you can use it in soups and stews. You can use it in cocktails. I'm sorry if I sound a little more excited about that, but you can use them in cocktails. Um, sorry, not sorry. Um, so let's talk about some of those, some specific recipes, and then I'm going to open it up to you guys so I can hear you. Um, my new favorite way of using my essential oils for cooking is in an overnight oats recipe. And everything's better with pumpkin as far as I'm concerned this time of year. So the recipe for an overnight oats recipe, um, pumpkin recipe is um, one third cup of pumpkin puree. You don't want to use the pumpkin pie filling. You could use the pure pumpkin or the pumpkin puree. So one third cup of that pumpkin puree, um, one third cup of, I use unsweetened almond milk because I don't do a lot of dairy, but um, it's up to you what kind of milk you want to use. Um, a third of a cup of, you can either use steel cut oats or you can use old fashioned oats. I tend to use old fashioned oats a little bit more than the steel cut. It just depends on how um, soft you want your oats to be, I guess, in the morning. Um, a teaspoon of brown sugar, a drop of the cinnamon bark essential oil, a drop of vanilla essential oil, and some chia seeds. I use about half a tablespoon of chia seeds. And then if you want to, just to boost up the protein um, and the probiotic aspect of things, you can add um, a half to a third of a cup of um, vanilla, plain vanilla Greek yogurt or uh, or sorry, plain or vanilla Greek yogurt. And then you just mix that all up. And I, I store mine in a glass mason jar in, in my refrigerator overnight. Um, again, you, you, when you're using essential oils, you want to be sure that whatever you're mixing them in or storing them in is not going to break down and leach some of those um, chemicals that we're trying to avoid that are 
in some things like plastics. So if you're going to make this, I would say use a stainless steel bowl or a ceramic you know, pottery bowl or something glass um, and store it in the refrigerator um, in that. Again, for me, the easiest way is just to do it in a mason jar because I'm, I'm saving on dishes. <laughs> I'm going to eat it straight from the mason jar the next morning. So I just put all of those ingredients in my mason jar. I give it a stir or put the lid on and give it a good shake. I pop it in the fridge um, overnight. And then in the morning, when I take the lid off, um, I, I give it one last, you know, one final stir. You can eat it cold or you can put it in the microwave for a few minutes and then you can top it with any of your favorite things like chopped nuts, um, granola, shredded coconut, a little drizzle of honey. Um, if you wanted to add some berries, you know, or some chopped up apples or something like that, um, you definitely could. But it's, it's a great source of, um, you know, oatmeal is great for cholesterol. Um, if you add, you know, you have the cinnamon in there, which is great for um, glucose and blood sugar, you know, regulation. Um, so, and, and it's up to you. Like I said, I put about a teaspoon of brown sugar in mine, but if you're trying to cut back on your sugar intake and you're adding the cinnamon because you're diabetic and you want to see those benefits, then sometimes just adding some of that chopped fruit on top, like the apples, um, will give you the sweetness that you're looking for without, you know, the actual artificial sugar. So that's one way that you can use it for cooking. Um, if you this time of year are visiting Starbucks on a regular basis to get your pumpkin latte or your pumpkin chai latte, um, just know that there are ways with essential oils that you can make your own pumpkin creamer at home to add to your coffee. And it's just either half and half or coconut milk, um, your pumpkin puree. So here you, you're not going to have any waste, right? You're going to use a third of your cup of your can in your overnight oats. And now here you're going to use another third of a cup in your creamer. Um, you're going to add your cinnamon bark, your um, clove, and a teaspoon of vanilla extra extract. And you're going to blend that. And then you're just going to make sure you're storing it um, in the refrigerator. It'll last for about a week. I wouldn't use it past a week. Um, and just adding it to your, your coffee each morning. It's delicious. Just shake it before each use, just to make sure that it hasn't separated. Um, some other ways that you can use it are in recipes like orange cranberry muffins. Um, you can use it in like a pear gorgonzola um, salad with a vinaigrette, because pears are like one of our fall fruits as well. Um, in your stews, you could make like an herbed bread using some of your oils that way to have with your soup or your stew that you're making. I love this. I would eat soup every day if it were up to me. Um, but I am the chef in the house and not everyone in my house feels the same way about soups as I do. Um, but I would love soup every day. And so you can use your oils, not only in your soup, but to make a, a delicious bread to go along with that. Um, so I'm going to share with you in just a second, some of the ways that you can incorporate it into, um, like decorating around your house. But before I do that, Monica, can we open it up for any thoughts or questions? See if anyone has anything. We can. Um, if you have a question, just raise your hand. So if you're already a customer or already using essential oils and you have a favorite way that you like to use it in the fall, I'd love to have you share. Or if you have questions um, about whether it's measuring or, you know, how much, please feel free to, to talk to me. Nothing. No, no hands. You know what I'm yeah. saying? When I shut up for a minute and I ask y'all to talk, <laughs> no one does. <laughs> All right. So either you're intrigued or, and you want to know more, or there's no one even listening. <laughs> we'll keep going. Monica, if anyone raises their hand, um, just feel free to interrupt me and let me know and I'll stop and we'll talk to someone. Sounds good. All right. 
Um, some of the other ways you can use your oils um, in the fall and throughout the fall and the winter is to use them in the way that you might decorate your house for the fall. So um, you probably all have walked into Michael's or even your local grocery store and, and you smell that that overwhelming sort of, it's good, right? But it's a smell of, of cinnamon. And you might have said to someone, where is that coming from? What is that? And, and your friend or your family member that's with you, or maybe you have enough vision that you still can see it for yourself says, oh, it's those decorative pine cones, <laughs> right? They come in like a mesh bag. They're pine cones and they smell like cinnamon. And for many, many years, I had a basket that I sat on my fireplace hearth and I would buy those pine cones every year. And I would put them in a basket and they would sit in my living room. Um, and I, and I still like the smell of it, but um, there's a couple different ways of, of approaching this. One is um, how natural are the products that were used to fragrance those pine cones? I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. For some of us, that's important. For some of us, that's not. Um, but eventually those pine cones are going to lose their fragrance. So um, it's really, really easy to simply, A, take those pine cones that you have left over from a previous year, or B, encourage your family to go for a walk outside. It's good for all of us to get outside and get some kind of sunlight and fresh air during the day. So taking that walk and collecting your own pine cones is also an option. You just want to make sure that they're dry. Um, you can dry them by putting them on a baking sheet in the oven on a really low temperature, like I would say like 250 or something like that. And just let making sure, you know, that they dry out, just keep an eye on them. Or you could just, you know, sit them somewhere um, where they're not going to get wet or have any moisture to them. But once they're dry, it's just a matter of putting them in um, a bowl or a bag, adding some of your harvest spice adding some of your cinnamon or vanilla um, and a couple drops and just shaking them to sort of coat them. And then you have your own fragranced pine cones that you can put in your basket by your hearth or like right now for me, I don't have any in a basket this year by my fireplace, but I do take those pine cones and I um, have a, a big whiskey barrel on my front doorstep. And right now, that has, um, it has a wreath inside of it. Um, so the wreath isn't hanging on the door. It's sitting down inside of the whiskey barrel. And then, um, and that's Burgundy Mums, Chrysanthemums, fake ones. And then I have a lantern that I sat in the center of the wreath. And then I put um, some mini pumpkins that I bought at the pumpkin patch sort of scattered those around. And then I have some of those old pine cones that I rescented with my harvest spice. And I've just sort of scattered those, those around that whiskey barrel around the lantern that's out there. Um, and then I have like some, um, what do you call um, corn on the cob sort of like um, they're from the craft store. They're like steaks with corn on the cob and some corn stalks um, behind it. But um, I have, when I walk up to my front step, that's what I smell right away is that harvest spice that I scented my pine cones with it's covered. So, um, you know, they're not going to get uh, moldy or moist or whatever from being outside, but that's how I've been using mine this year. And Haley, you do have a question from Mary Lee. All right. Perfect. Thanks for saving me, Mary Lee. What you got for me, my friend? <laughs> Don't tease me, Mary Lee. If you're going to raise your hand, you have to come up and talk. Hi. Um, <laughs> Haley, I know this question has been asked before, but yes. nobody asked it today. And I still am not comfortable and confident with it. So I'm asking again for myself and for others who probably wondered but didn't ask. How do you measure drops? You're talking about five drops of this and 10 drops of that. Mm -hmm. And 
to me, measuring drops is still a mystery. Yeah, it, it truly is the most, um, I mean, labeling our bottles so that we know what they are. It, it's it's yeah. a challenge too, right? But the more you use your oils, that the easier that becomes. You can take the lid off and smell it and know the difference between orange and, and cinnamon, right? Um, yeah. the, the measuring the drops truly, like it's the most frustrating part of, of essential oils for me, for my own personal self, but also for, you know, teaching you guys how to use them because there's so many amazing things we can make if we're able to measure drops. And look, I am, I will always be honest with you to a detriment, to my detriment, always, whether I'm sharing with you my story of depression, my journey with depression, or whether I'm sharing with you my challenges with using essential oils, I will always be honest. And my honest answer is that I live with three-sided people. And when you live with three-sided people, it's very easy to just say, hey, can you measure these drops for me, right? That, that's my tr truthful answer. Now, that's not helpful when I say that to you if, if you're someone who doesn't have that as an option. So some other things that I would say to you is, is find what works for you, right? If, if measuring essential oils to make a linen spray or to put into a water, ultrasonic water diffuser, isn't comfortable for you, um, I would say try, right? I would say take the water, the, the diffuser, the way that I do it when no one's around is I fill up my diffuser and I can actually hear, um, there's some oils that are thicker, um, that are a little harder to hear when they hit the water. But like yesterday, for example, I was making, um, I was making super mint and vanilla chapsticks. And after I melted all of my butters, my coconut butter, um, my, or my, my coconut oil, my shea butter, my cocoa butter, and my beeswax pellets, after I melted all of those, I wanted to put my super mint into that blend before I used the pipette to put it into the chapstick tubes. I could hear very, very clearly I could hear when the oils hit the water. So I would say try, try it and see if you can hear it. Um, the other way you can do it is to drop it onto your finger so that you can feel when it hits your finger and then swirl your finger into the water to get the oils off and into the diffuser. Um, mm -hmm. I've tried using it on a metal spoon. Sometimes dropping your oils onto a metal spoon is a little bit louder. Um, so I would say try some of those things and see if any of those work for you. Even, even measuring my oils merely into like a glass spray bottle. Um, add the oils in before you add your water in to make your spray. And often you can hear as they hit the bottom of the glass um, spray bottle. Now that's for people who obviously, right. That's for people who have good hearing and that's maybe not going to work for someone who struggles with their hearing. So I want to be respectful of that. Um, if, if measuring oils to use in a diffuser, aren't your thing, then I would say definitely think about the mist diffuser. Um, think about the bubble diffuser that will be coming back in December because that's just screwing a bottle into a diffuser and you're on your way. Um, and then the other option is, is putting it into smaller drams because less is going to come out of that smaller dram, the hole on the smaller dram than it would out of the big regular bottle. Um, so you're going to have less, you know, waste or less, um, you know, tapping the bottle, the bottom of the dram about three times is, is equivalent to like one drop. So you can, you can, you know, if you're looking for four drops, then you're going to tap the bottom, you know, about 12 times to get those four drops into your recipe. Um, the other thing that you can do is um, take something like a wooden clothes peg or a cotton ball and just um, hold that onto the top of the bottle and tip the bottle upside down with, with something pressed against it. And you'll get a little bit, you know, onto that cotton ball or onto that wooden clothes peg. And then you could just um, 
like clip that to like your your vents that are in your floor so as your heat or your central air or whatever it is you know comes up through those vents that you're getting that fragrance out into your house um, that way as well so those are just some of the things that I do um, when it comes to figuring out how I can get those fragrances into my house um, if if measuring drops is something that's concerning well, I, I truly appreciate you being honest about using sighted help because that makes the most sense for me. Yeah. But uh, my question is, what about I have two sizes of plastic pipettes? Mm -hmm. I'm so going to be playing around clue, with that, Marilee. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be clue, playing around with that the next, like... Before I do our next call, um, I will have some answers for you because I, I actually have purchased, um, I have six different size of pipettes here now. I have like the little tiny ones that doTERRA sells, which are tiny, tiny, right? Um, I have the big ones that you often get free if you order like roller bottles and that type of thing. And I have some little ones that I've purchased from the store in different sizes. I'm going to be playing around with those to see if I can figure out exactly how many drops that each of them holds or how quick, you know, they come out. Um, because what I have done in the past is I have actually used that smallest, tiniest pipette that doTERRA sells. And I have filled that up and then I've just squirted that into um, like my diffuser. And um, Ailey, just to let you know, it is 46 after. Gosh, all right. So, so stay tuned, Marilee, because I'm going to be playing around okay. a lot of, a lot of it will depend on the viscosity of the oil too, right? How thick it is, um, right. as to how fast it comes out. And, you know, so like citrus, for example, I could squeeze the bulb of that pipette and it's going to come flowing out like, shush, like water. Right. But okay. something like yeah. vetiver, um, that's not, that's going to sort of more of a drip out, um, okay. And so I'm going to be playing around with that a little bit. I am always looking for accessibility options. I, I, I reached out to a couple different people hoping that they might have a solution for me and I, and I haven't heard back. So before our next call, I'll play around with those pipettes a little bit. And I will also reach out to those people to see if they've been able to find anything, but I will never stop looking for ways to figure it out for us. Hey, thank you. Have a good afternoon. You too, my friend. You too. Um, any other questions, Monica? Not at this time. Okay. I did want to share with you guys, since we were talking about um, this topic, is that um, another thing that you can do that I often do around Christmas um, is I buy wooden... Um, pre-cut wooden shapes from like the craft store that needs to be an unfinished wood. You can't have like a, um, a coating on it, but you can take like an unfinished wooden shape, like a tree and string a piece of, you know, pretty ribbon through it. And you can drop your oils onto that piece of unfinished wood and, and you can drop them, right? Or you can hold your pointer finger on the top of your essential oil bottle tip that bottle upside down with your finger on it so you get some oils onto your fingers and you can rub it onto that piece of wood or you can just hold the piece of wood directly on top and tip the bottle up that way as well. Um, and that essential oil will sort of penetrate and soak into that piece of wood and then that can be hung like on your Christmas tree or you know you could hang it in your bathroom and things like that. Um, also doTERRA at Christmas they they offer this they call it a felt diffuser garland. And it just is felt balls that are white that look like snowflake or uh, snowballs that are all strung together. And it's a garland. So you can actually drop your essential oils onto that felt. Um, and that actually um, holds the, the fragrance as well. If, if you've ever purchased like a diffuser necklace, a lot of times that looks like a locket. And when you open up the locket, there's a little round felt pad inside of it. Often they're in different colors in case you want to change them out because you can see it through the filigree work. And it's the same concept of dropping that oil onto that felt pad 
that felt will hold on to that fragrance. And then as you wear your necklace throughout the day, um, you're, you know, you're still getting that fragrance. So there are some options as far as getting fragrances into your home um, if you don't feel comfortable measuring the drops. So again, wood, felt, um, scenting your pine cones. Um, if you have a, a wreath or something that's already hanging in your house for fall, you can drop the oils directly onto different parts of that, you know, of that wreath. Um, if you're a person who does do pumpkin carving with your family for fall and for Halloween, you can also make like a, a pumpkin preserver spray using essential oils. And that's just, um, it's like a, take a glass spray bottle, take um, a cap full of unscented liquid, liquid Castile soap that you can buy at your grocery store. Um, take some peppermint, about 10 drops of peppermint essential oil, and then fill the rest up with water. Once you've carved your pumpkin, spray the inside and the outside of your pumpkin with that blend and then dry it, you know, let it dry. And then it will preserve your pumpkin so that your pumpkin isn't molding inside. Some people use cooking spray <laughs> as well, like just um, Pam cooking spray. They just spray that to the inside um, of the pumpkin, but it'll prevent it from, from molding. Um, so that's, those are just some ways like around your house that you can use them. But this document has tons of my favorite cooking recipes and my favorite diffuser recipes. And um, I'm happy to, to play around with finding out what works for you individually. So if there's something that you've heard today, um, you know, maybe cooking isn't your thing and you're concerned about that, right? Or maybe you just want to try it. Always reach out to me. Um, with your questions, I'm happy to always send like a sample to you in a dram in the mail. Like say you're thinking, oh yeah, I'd love to try that overnight oats. Um, I could mix up for you, sure, some some cinnamon and some vanilla in a little dram and send it to you in the mail. And, and then you can try it in that little dram and see, does the dram work you know, for me to tap the bottom and get the, the amount that I need into my recipe. So um, th these calls are always about connecting with you for me, um, connecting with people who already are using the oils and loving them, connecting with people who are, you know, it's brand new to you. But more importantly, well, not more importantly, but just as important to me is that, um, that it's not just you hearing about them and never getting to experience the joy of using them. And so um, let's figure out together some of the ways that we can make sure that if you have them, that you're not, not wasting your money, that you've purchased oils and now they're sitting on a shelf. That's not benefiting you at all. Um, and if you've wanted to, and you come onto these calls and you listen to me every other week, talk about them and you think, yeah, that sounds lovely, but I'll never be able to do that. Let's change that story in your head. Let's find a way that you can actually experience and try them. I would love that. And with that said, I'm going to go make myself a cup of coffee using my pumpkin latte creamer. <laughs> and I'm going to go sit out in the healing garden um, in the rain with a blanket and an audiobook. And I wish you were here. I would enjoy that a lot. But I do appreciate you taking some of your morning and spending it with me. And um, feel free to reach out to me anytime. It's blindessentials at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, Herbie. Thanks, Monica. And thank you, everyone, for being here today. Have a beautiful rest of your week.